You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Dr. Dank, Thor Genetics, with the Real Ish Podcast. We're here with our good friend and uh, fellow 818 inhabitant, Squints. Yo, yo. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh. Thanks for coming on, man. It's it's only been a matter of time. We've been uh, we've been cluing in that we were going to let, not let you, that you were coming through at some point. So people have been chomping at the bit to have a conversation with you. Um, and I'm glad to have you, and I know my man over here is too, so shit, let's do it. I'm with it. Let's go. What are you smoking? Oh, bro. Is this that Wendy? I, I don't think know. This you rolled like three things, so well, <laughs> yeah. it it's might be, it I might not. Honestly, the the, I think this one is the Wendy. The first one was the Hippie Crasher. Was it? No, yeah. no, no. The first one was the Wendy. Was it? This no, is the Hippie Crasher. No, no. I set him to the See, left. He's and, high. No, no. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> First this one, one I, this one's tracking me right now, and I'm like, I know I'm not familiar with it, with the particular, with the particular combo this one's throwing. So okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty maybe sure. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the mix. Yeah, it I think could that's be the, the mix. It could be the sushi. sushi. Exactly, it could yeah. be the sushi mix, or it could be the one. It's one of the two, because this one's hitting a little bit different um, than I'm familiar with, and I'm familiar with the gelato smack left and right. Um, you know, that's what I do. It's gelato day in and day out. So it's like. I'm familiar with those ups and downs. This one's got a little bit different thing going on. That's good. Different's good. I love it, though. But when you pulled out, let's talk about that, Wendy. That, when you pulled out that bag, it was so sharp. And I, I have that, like, post-COVID era nose that just doesn't work the same anymore. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, it is what it is. Um, so that one really, like, just jumped out of the bag. So did yours never never come back fully? Yeah. <sighs> Well, you or never you don't even know. really got it, though. You know, this is allegedly, okay? And oh, okay. Uh, I didn't have any taste at certain points, and I didn't, you know, there were times where I felt like, you know, hey, this is probably it, if this is what it is. Um, I never, I will say, like a year ago, I guess when it first hit, like mm-hmm. a month before news came out of it hitting, I had it. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I've never been scared. When I was sick, I was literally scared. I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Like, this is so serious. Like, I'm, this is, this could put me in the hospital for real. Like, and I'm, that's the last place I'm going. But, like, I remember hearing a recording of this, like, granny saying, like, what to do. Like, drinking hot water repeatedly and, like, this and that. And, no, you know, don't do this and don't do And, man, I literally listened to that recording and, like, followed those directions and that's the only thing that would get me through was like I'd have to jump in a steaming hot shower and yeah, just like works. and cough everything out and just hack until like e- either I pass mm-hmm. like I'm just sitting on the ground hacking or like I just like okay I got everything out for now you know let me like try to sip some water and go back to bed or whatever and that was the only thing that would get me through was piping hot tea like I would drink like you know any kind of tea I could make or even water with lemon or whatever and I'd just get it hot as shit and drink it as fast as I could to melt the, the mucus. Yeah, you know? I got an old, I got an old Mexican tale. What kind of works like that? You take a shot of yellow tequila, then you take a piping hot shower, take another shot of yellow tequila, then you bundle up and, and sweat, sweat it out. It out. And sweat uh-huh. it out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can I bet I there's some truth. That. Yeah, I was gonna say I bet there's you some truth sleep to that. Good too. Yeah. Yep. I'm thinking about it like that wouldn't be the worst thing ever. No, not at all. Not at all. You know, I fuck with the. Uh, you know, most Mexican folklore. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but I believe them, yo. Well, dude, I, I mean, don't know why, but I believe them, yo. Bro, it's, it's like 2,000-year-old fucking shit, you no, know? No, it's I just real it. I'm like, shit. I'm like, yeah, we're from yeah. Southern California. That's yeah. what it is. We yeah. identify as Mexican people, you know? 100%. I do. Like, I feel like at home. Well, we just moved the border. I mean. I mean, fuck. I, I don't even know about any of that. All I'm saying is when I go to Mexico, I fucking love it. Like, I don't feel all scared or like anything's wrong. I fucking love it, man. And yeah. like, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm, all my friends were Hispanic growing up. And like, that's how I relate. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's how it's 50% of the people I was around were Hispanic. So yeah, I that's mean, the, that's the real, you know, LA melting pot vibe. Yeah. Is that, that, uh, 
that real uh, Latino undertone. Yeah, I had Asian. I grew up with Asian, everything, you know? Asian um, cats, and I grew up with Hispanic cats, and I grew up, you know, we had some, some like, um, not too many, like, African-American cats are where I'm from. But it like um, Temple City and then Glendora, um, mm -hmm. not so much, you know, um, like five percent or something. But it was mostly Hispanic, and then you did, like in Temple City in that area, there was a lot of Asian cats too. Mm -hmm. And like you know, in Southern California culture, um, people of all colors. If you guys aren't from here, um, of all colors, you know, identify with that Southern California culture, and you'll see that you know different areas are represented by different cultures, and some areas are represented by many different cultures in one area. And they all represent with that with that with that Southern California vibe and and feel you know like yeah. there's there's gangs there's there's serious yeah but sets the, like even the you know even a lot of the the other gangs identify with like Chicano culture absolutely it, it, uh, everything from Southern California has like a certain style to it and it it's does. famous all over the world all this shit that these guys emulate in Japan and China now and all the low riders and the whole thing is all like. Mm -hmm. Straight up Southside Chicano culture. It really is. And, and you know, how about they've been shipping for a long time? They've been shipping the the hot rods, the yeah, the lowriders, low yeah. the, low the, the the juice cars, all the stuff with switches. They're badass. They have badass like bike clubs now. Oh. They have like uh like Serenio bike clubs, like Southsider bike clubs over there in Japan. Hell yeah! And really? they run like you know they have patches like Westsider thirteens and this and that. Mm, and crazy. they have dope ass like Road Kings that are all fucking candied out. And all look like hangered out. Straight up. Yep. And they and what they ride trip. and they're totally into it they listen to oldies and they wear fucking ben right. davis and fucking 501s and so when's the sturgis coming to fucking japan dog you know that would be fucking that would be sick bro. Right? i got a couple bikes i would send one over there for sure for that yeah yeah with I, sturgis I, japan you're on it yeah bro like what, when are you gonna get to do that you know what i'm saying that's never, true never that's that wild. true yeah especially in this fucking day and age so no, man that's like you know game changer i mean hopefully they just give it the shit and we'll be over there growing weed eventually right yeah. All right, on that note, bro, I've I, never asked you this question. What got you into fucking weed, man? Uh, I just loved it. I fell in love with it when I was in my later teen years. Okay. And uh, like anything else that I'm into, I kind of like obsess about it, and then I break it all down, and then I read and divulge as much information about it as I can. You know what I started off doing? I started off like having packs to to work with and then like i'm always trying to go like next so i started like sieving them for hash and doing all this weird gotcha. ass shit like just trying to to experiment with what i had and which was next was obviously you know putting a couple of plants in a closet in an apartment mm -hmm. total disaster but that always a fucking nightmare yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell me one apartment project they were like oh it's killing it forever i'll I show know, you man i'll show you a liar my first apartment, my first apartment, bro. I was cloning in the fucking okay, that cabinets. That could, that could I believe that in the yep, kitchen works. cabinets. Yep, yeah. I believe that I was growing in both rooms. Okay, killing it at like one point two five a light. Bro. All right, well, fuck. I mean, back then, how many years ago? I mean, you oh know, god, ten years ago or something. More, way more. All right, ten, fifteen years ago. Fucking yeah, that's fine, man. You're doing fine. Yeah, Weed you, was expensive back the, then. Yeah, I was no, there. Totally. And I didn't have the uh I didn't have the patience to Let's just make a relative uh equation. Today, the wholesale prices, let's call it 2k just to be safe. And that's a high price right now. The 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 depths are in. The prices depths are, are down. Fucking shit up. The prices are taking food the the depths are taking food right off the indoor guys plates right now to yeah. the tune of about 25% at minimum. Minimum. Uh, we're just starting to feel that across the board as these first rounds come in. We'll feel a, a real big wave come on here soon. As, it's going to get worse. As obviously. the full seasons come yeah. on. I mean, it's going to get worse for sure. They keep turning on monster spots. Bro. I know. I know. And it's only a matter of time before they're really firing on all cylinders and just drowning, you know, as far as like volume. There's just, the volume is just going to be through the roof. Yeah, it's interesting where California is going to sit in 10 or 15 years, to be honest. Isn't it weird? Well, to once it goes federally legal, I think California's fucked because it's so fucking expensive here. The only thing California has going for it still at, to this date is that we want to live here. That's oh, true. if everybody decided it was over, the you thing would saying? be bankrupt in five seconds. That California's California because, not, and I'm not saying me personally, but all of us personally, no, obviously, yeah, as citizens. operators, yeah. as operators that well, do this shit and live it every day, that. 
you know, if we decide to leave to brighter pastures or bigger land or somewhere else where it makes more sense to grow cannabis, then, I mean, what does California have left? Bad tax rates and and just shitty shitty properties or exactly it and then really they fit into like an interstate commerce type of situation, does it? No, and Not then where's all. all that tax money going? Somewhere else. It's a shit ton of tax money, and I will say a ridiculous amount of tax money. What for the? Oh yeah, the state course. of California. What do you think they're pulling in? I mean, they oh, pull in, they're pulling crazy I wish taxes we had like, on everything. We don't have a young Jamie. If we were cool like Rogan, we'd have a young Jamie, and we would have some facts being pulled right now. I guarantee it's. Billions. I had that story. Oh, it it's in sure. my car, though. Billions. I mean, we're talking dumb tax money. Let me take a second while we're in that neighborhood to stop for a promotional break for one of our most near and dear sponsors, Exotic Agriculture. Exotic Agriculture made in the USA. Two-part, fully soluble, professional cannabis nutrition 2,400 gallons from a 25-pound bag. It's going to be a one-to-one mix ratio. It's all made in the USA. You're going to have clean drippers. You're not going to have to run any secondary products. We're going to come in at their sale price all year round. Did you just say how many gallons from a 25-pound bag? 2,400. 2,400. Jesus. At 3.0. Wow. And that's, and that's, that's a good, that's a solid number, 3.0. Oh, yeah. That's a nice hard yeah. Whoever you are, that's a nice heart. If you wanted to do 2.5, you can just go ahead and adjust. I'm not going to spit that number out. Um, I'm not that that great at math. Um, but no, yeah, totally. We could figure it out There's in a second or two. It. It's yeah. more. <laughs> it's more than 2,400. We'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I run... I run uh, 3,000. I've been running down to even 2.2, 2, 2.0 sometimes hey, in stack feeding. Yeah, we are. Like week six-ish? Yeah. Week just, seven. just in general, like I've been just lowering everywhere? all the rooms because okay. I, I, I found that the three O was was starting to burn shit a little bit. The leaves really? don't love it. it the leaves don't love it ever. Yeah. I mean, they, the plants were rocking still; they were healthy. Yeah. I just noticed that, like, that some other places where we were running a lower strength, I felt like the weed maybe was a little kinder, and it was, and it wasn't, and it wasn't getting as hot. You know. Yeah, you're not kicking the shit. How out did of you them. feel about the yield? Like uh, the difference? I haven't noticed the difference, but I feel like the fucked up part is that. The rooms I have right now, we're in better shape to start with all around. So it's kind of like... You're only as good as your setup. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like like the rooms that I had that were that were I was running a hotter nutrient on, it wasn't... Those rooms weren't as good. Like the veg didn't go in and it's nice. They they were more of a mixed, a lot more, a lot more different varieties in a room. So it was hard to say, yo, this one's doing a lot better or not. But I think that the quality has definitely improved. Yeah, I agree with that. So we just actually took a room down today and the buds in the room next to it are bigger and they still have two weeks to go. Really? Two weeks in a day. Yeah, two weeks in a day. Mm -hmm. And that is the other rooms on Exotic and it's the same strains. Same oh, so that's just the side by side of you guys is versus yep. uh, mm. the, the yeah, predecessor. And you know yeah, yeah and, and it's not even about um, you'll never hear us even say another company's name. Um, we're gonna uh, you're, we're gonna build this on our own uh, on our own platform, and Good. we're, we're gonna show from A to Z. And we don't need to use anybody else's name. So we love other companies' nutrients. We actually use other com- companies' nutrients. We're just about through the as long as the labs clear it, we're onto our own program, and we're gonna offer that. For yeah, well, I mean, give me a couple hundred pounds ASAP <laughs> so I can get some rooms rocking. Yeah, and try it out, you know. Yeah, you know, um, and we wouldn't put it. We wouldn't put ourselves behind it if. If we didn't truly believe, truly believe. Oh, yeah, 100%. we don't need to, to go, you know, doing this, we're busy as shit. This is like a labor of love for us mm-hmm. and especially for him. Um, and, and it's really, it, to me, it's, it seems so natural and I'm so excited about it. It's like a, it's like a passion project for me. So that's badass. Yeah. I'm stoked. How was, that. uh, so, uh, have you guys tailored back on the flushing? Can I ask you that? So in general I, as a whole? Yeah. So we've been. We usually just feed 3-0 all the way from veg all the way to the end. Uh-huh. And now we're actually starting to taper off a bit towards the end. Mm-hmm. But so you're still can... feeding it nutrient all the way through. Oh, yeah. Nutrient until, until, flush. until flush. We do, you flush. do flush. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have to. Do you? Well, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we like to. Those B vitamins just don't get out of those fucking leaves on the yeah. insides. You How know? long are you flushing for? Uh, it all depends on strain, but anywhere from, you know... Call it a week four, to two weeks. Yeah, a 14 to seven days right in there. It, and if you're in Rockwell or Cocoa, you a know, week to Rockwell, two weeks. you can get away with seven days. 
I like to still go 10 to 14, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys running Coco at the new spot at all? Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to flip a whole room of it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw, uh, what are you running the, the Dutch, uh, you running those, uh, bags, the, yeah, we're running the, the quick fill bags, but so we have two different ones. We have Hort Grow and we have the Rio Coco. Um, I like Hort Grow a little more. Rio Coco is kind of more like Rockwell. Very aggressive with the feeding schedule. The Rio Coco is the, is yeah. the Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. How big of a, how big of a pot are you guys running? One gallons, bro. One gallon. So you're hey. feeding the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. We like love a, to like feed. A That's dope. Yeah. You excited about that? Because I know you guys been in, in, uh, you've been in stone and wool for forever, you know? I'm a cocoa lover at heart. I love cocoa too. Yeah. It actually grows fire ass weed. I do. Yeah. And you know, that's where this swing came from. We're like, you know, we'll take a little let's hit on give, the yield. Give us, we'll take a little hit on the yield. Give us the bet. Give us. We want a little better. We want a little more. Co- really? If we're especially if we're hanging our hats on this thing and we're able to steer the boat, let's steer it over to its quality a little bit. We know. I mean, the quick fill bags and being able to dispose of them a lot quicker, obviously, and it's not the same as when it used to be stuffing pots and letting them dry out. And yeah, oh, God, that was. A I mean, it was nightmare. Let's be honest, that we all probably started somewhere in dirt and went mm-hmm. away from it because it's. It's just not fun, you know? <laughs> it's fucking too much work, dude. Mixing your own fucking super soil and shit. I, I will say, it's my favorite smoke. Oh, yeah. it's the best smoke. The organic, soil-grown smoke. Do you think so? Um, For me, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Man. I don't get enough looks at it anymore that, like, to truly remember, but obviously everybody tends to say that, that real soil makes the, the most mixed, flavorful yeah. weed. You know? To me, the mixed mm-hmm. light or indoor... Um, I, I would get say mega high tech greenhouse. I agree. I agree that like depth sometimes depth. Is, is stronger than yep. indoor flower well, is. That sun yep. is pushing those cannabinoids. You know, they're mm-hmm. pushing those compounds. Mm-hmm. The, if you find a nice no-till depth that knows what the fuck oh, yeah. they're doing, that is yeah. probably some of the best weed you're going to come across. Oh yeah, even even hydro any any really like a nice mixed light setup is hard to beat in quality. It you can turn out some pretty pretty weed. I mean. Did it for a couple of years recently on a large scale um, yeah. under the sun. Um, and it was um, really, really nice looking, pretty weed. You face problems of scale and you, you face all these big problems of scale. Any room over 100 and, and a greenhouse bay that's 2,700 or 3,000 feet or 10,000 feet or 20,000 feet or more, um, you're going to face these problems uh, of mad, scale. Mad microclimates. Yeah. like All just, over the place. And just... Possible, you know, containment issues is really what that's it is. the biggest thing. Containment options and issues like you can just get your ass kicked in a big open space by the, some of these pests, and you can totally forget about it. It's and not even not see it they can lull you to no, sleep. Just, yeah, not even see it. Yeah, it's, honestly, yeah. it's their job to evade us, and, and and they fucking can do their job if we don't hunt them actively, and we're not taking steps against them actively. Even if we are, they're coming at all times. They're reproducing at all times. They're asexual, the worst of them. You know, they're just the things nightmares are made of for for farmers. It's just stuff that never stops coming at you ever, mm-hmm. and it wears people out. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's something the whole issue is facing right now, as far as these pests. Um, you know, it gets it gets. So on that subject, do you feel like maybe the the maybe the pesticide and and fungicide restrictions are a little stronger than they should have been? Are they hurting the I'm going to say no. No. Yeah. Because you're making say, a cleaner product in the end. I don't want to say yes because at the end of the day, like I said, yeah, it's just the talent pool has to be there to produce. To really do it. You know, yeah, you just have to step up as a, and, I mean, and a nail it. I mean, a Philip Morris or like a Marlboro company doesn't have to deal with any of that shit. Exactly. Oh, no I mean, way. A, a exactly. Pack of Marlboro Reds tested positive for everything. Every fucking thing. different They're fucking like, all of it's going to kill <laughs> your citizens, bro. They're like, it's you're all going to kill you. It's all in bleach. there. You're smoking fucking chlor. Like, They're like, uh, oh, you know, God. you have the list of <laughs> Somebody, it everything the that kills you. Everything. What did it fail for? Everything. 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 It's just everything. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> just don't even fucking think oh, about it. That's, that's worse than we thought it was gonna be. Yep. <laughs> this is the worst possible scenario, <laughs> and it's fucking legal in every state. Oh, Anybody all over the tell world. Me how the fuck kids that's possible, can smoke? You dude. see kids in I, little I fucking ads. I was smoking them at fucking fourteen and fifteen. Oh, I was years earlier. Oh, I don't God. even want to say. I know my mom's on the show. I'm not even gonna do it yeah. to myself. It was before that. Yeah. Oh. We were but no, so I, I kind of do like the the overregulatedness of it. 
because it forces you into I mean, new it, avenues where 100%. you would that. never, you it know, like evolution. It yeah. forces the envelope. It I mean, you know, we're you fucking right. breeding, and you know, it weeds out the bugs, too because. Dude. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people can't keep up with the work ethic that it takes to. But grow here's what it also does: legally, it creates these talent whirlpools of like people that, yeah, they're talented. Maybe they didn't have the right ownership that vibed with them that let them get creative. Maybe they can go to Oklahoma. Maybe they can go to Florida. Maybe they can go to New Jersey. Maybe they can go to New York. Maybe they can go to any one of these states that are about to open and be the big shit there. Yeah, and 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 always remember, people like you can. You can, there's nothing just because somebody's not feeling you or the situation doesn't work out or whatever, like, go push that line somewhere else. If you have the money to go invest and go into another state and you're just feeling like, you know, fuck it, I'm not attached to this place. Like, I'm just going to go where I feel like I can go kill it. Like, go kill it. Nothing's stopping you. The people that that get ahead in this industry are the risk takers, right? 100%. Oh, the risk takers, the guys that are willing to put their balls out on the table and show Well, they were doing it before it was legal. That's so right. That well, should tell you something. On top of that, if you're not, if you weren't that person, but if you want to be in those kind of opportunities, you link up with those people and you put your money where their mouth is and you believe in them and you push their product forward and you go and you do it somewhere yeah. like Oklahoma or somewhere where it's a fort. Where else? Where's el where else is it doable? For an entrepreneur. I think Oklahoma is the that's the, the one right the now. Most, the most doable spot for anybody. Strategically sitting yep. on top of Texas, waiting. Oh, it's great. People just come right up the highway. I think that people underestimate how important Oklahoma is going to be in the oh, grand scheme of things. Oh, you kidding? It's well, the it's gateway. It's, set up. it's the gateway it's to the rest of the country. Yeah, it's dude. The yeah. You got the it's literally the. Got, it's literally the, the fucking gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. And it's straight up to the Midwest, all to the, the west, markets. to the east. And it's it cheap as you know what? Fuck. It's, it's a hub. Wide open. It's a hub. And the weather's decent. It's a hub. It's a little humid, but if you get up into the tornadoes, yeah. Whoa, those tornadoes are real. I've driven right through there. Yeah. My my, like I said, I've been previous show. My dad lives right at right there at the Texoma, Lake Texoma. Yeah. Dude, I've driven through southern Oklahoma. Yeah, the, the storms up there are gnarly. They're it's a whole other real. When you're from California and you go to Texas or somewhere for the first time and it's you a go different like, fucking world. You see real storms. When hail yeah. can total your car. What is that? <laughs> exactly. We had like, hail. That's a, a hailstorm. Hail busted in the There's whole roof ice of the truck. Flying from the sky. What oh, the fuck is going golf on? Balls. Dude, size of golf balls. Golf yeah. balls. It ruined fucking a truck, crazy. a Chevy Silverado. <laughs> it ruined one. Yeah. Ruined it's the one that we were in. It like dented in the roof. This is ridiculous. The hailstorm, we had to park under underpasses and shit. <laughs> you see actual tornadoes, like, but you're think, just dipping. I think Oklahoma has a really good model, <laughs> and the, the price for the cultivation license is so doable. Reasonable. That, yeah. That, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're going to pack up your car and run out there and you're going to have to work for somebody else, you, I mean, it still costs money. You yeah. know, it's, it's still going to end up being hundreds but of thousands of dollars. But it ain't multi-millions like here. To start a facility. But that's a doable small business investment for a small brand or somebody mm -hmm. that has saved their money or partnered with a couple of people that are regular guys. Yeah. It's not like a, oh, we just can't play in this market type of thing. That's awesome. I think that California should have used that model. I think that there should have been so many more specialty and too many and, hands uh, in the pot. And like some of these cottaging law things where they let these guys in their houses and their little fucking 10 light, 20 light setups like grow licensed product and put it on the market and pay taxes on it and, mm -hmm. and you know, have an even playing field, you know? Here's a tough At least question. give them a shot. I got a tough question. Mm -hmm. is, the, is the California dream dead? I think so. I mean, if it's not dead, we're definitely right on the way. You think it's cannabis, like we're on the cusp of it? Totally. Like we're on the breaking point. Like totally, either you're on or you're out. Totally, or in, in cannabis. Yeah, in in, in cannabis, this is like in the cannabis. lines drawn. I mean, I think that the California dream is hurt altogether. That's recently. what I'm asking. I'm really just talking about over, in general. I think COVID has kind of exposed it more so for what it is, and it's really made okay. us go inside and. I feel that. And and think about it and I feel that. and isolate. And we've we've had it rougher uh than a lot of other places. I mean, I went to Tennessee recently and it was the most normal thing I've done in like in like two years. I went to a baseball stadium, I had eight thousand people there, and like never once was anybody weird about anything or hmm. like they were completely, totally like unaffected. They could care less and they were just carrying on with life but and they, they were, were nice. Yeah. They were happy and they opened doors for people. What I mean not that people in LA are nice, but like we have uh, a, we let's have be a, real. yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. And, and on top of it, like, 
since COVID, they've been very strange too. Like Absolutely. everybody's very standoffish. It's not yeah. community. There's not a community vibe here anymore, is no, there? No, not at all. Not I at feel all. It, like I yep. hate to say it. I fucking love this place. I see L.A. tattoo on your fucking arm. Yeah, I mean too. I Large, mean, I'm like blasted. Yeah, I'm yeah. Never so gonna, it's uh, never gonna stop being in me. But yeah, I feel it. But like, and I can even feel it. Like if I could reset, like if I could take this act somewhere else in the country and like. Set it up where I want. Would it be in LA? Probably not, no, man. It wouldn't. Unfortunately, as, as unfortunate as that fucking is to yeah. say, I hate to say it because I'm like a such a proponent of California and Southern California and LA, and like I wear it on my fucking shoulder every day. You know, like I love it. I love it. I'm from here, and I like I, I've always defended it and been like, "Fuck you to whoever has something to say about it." Yeah. And uh, you just take a certain amount of this shit. And like a certain amount of this of, of like what's going on and just realizing that like it's probably only gonna keep going the direction that you yeah. don't like. And it's and it's it's wild out here, bro. Isn't it? People getting shot in the streets. You saw it's that. still the wild west, yeah. yeah. It really is. I mean it's worse than it's ever been actually it really right is. now. I mean I feel like we're in like it's fucking dangerous I out think, here. I think that like this is like you know, you have a lot of people from out of town and a lot of predators coming because people are fearful and like the people that are out are kind of probably more aggressive in nature and, and willing to take more risks than they normally are but it reminds me of like like cocaine like ex-cocaine era la where like you know you had like a lot of social and and class issues that were causing huge crime waves across the country due to like drug okay. abuse and things of that nature you know and this isn't caused by that but it's caused by you know people being fearful and then people out there just i think it's just being locked up by yourself you know, living in your own head versus actually being able to be in a community. It can be a healthy space or a terrible space. We know that. Exactly. Like we, yeah. we know that the, the, the worst prison on, on the planet Earth is in your own mind, right? It's true. When you can't make peace with yourself, that's worse than, than no any. No one can be harder on you than yourself, bro. No, no. That's the, you know, that's anxious and all these anxiety issues and depression mm -hmm. issues we have in our culture, obviously. And I feel like it is a cultural thing because you go some places in, in primitive and other places and in indigenous places in the world and a lot of these things don't exist there because, you know, they're not exposed to the same... Yeah, no, it makes sense. ...grading scale or sense of community that we are, you know? 100%. So is the California dream dead? I don't think it's... I mean, I think the idealism of it California will live forever because it's something that is going to transcend the idea of that freedom. Well, and it's the, beautiful. It's fucking amazing and, and we all love it. And, it and is it attainable anymore? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's no, not really. Not That's for just, the average person. No, right? You know? Like, so, and we're in the cannabis industry and we're at the kind you of... Know, you know what's cool about these times too for everywhere else is that everybody's got a shot now because it's now true. you don't have to head nope. out west to get famous. Hey, now you can get famous in Broward County and fucking... Texacoma and over here it doesn't matter yep. they do some wild shit and you blow on YouTube and you make it to LA this is an F1 you know, race started there right in the rain my friends yeah mm -hmm. this is when the fucking this is when the underdog can pull out a win yeah 100% this shit know. is shaking up there's no dominant force right now the IG police are taking down major accounts major accounts I'm not even gonna say any other brands that it'd be that I've noticed that aren't Having a presence that are the largest brands in the world. Mm -hmm. Some of their main accounts, and I know personally some people that know some people about a thing. Some of their accounts are disabled and gone. Some of our accounts are disabled and gone. Yeah. Some major people's accounts are disabled and gone. How does Instagram get to decide whose accounts get to stay and whose get to go? And what kind Terms, of... Terms, bro. Terms. What kind of financial repercussions... Does taking your Instagram down your platform away from you have on your company and your business? Hopefully not a lot, but obviously it does, right? Bro, I know people that will, like, if you had a service, put it this way. If you had a service that you charged 5K and you guaranteed that that day you'd have your Instagram back, you'd get it. You'd 100%. have a line of people willing to pay. Yeah. If you had a track record that says every time you somebody gives me 5K, they get their Instagram back the same day. I don't care if you know a programmer or you're doing whatever with whoever. Whatever's happening, we don't care. AIG, if you're listening, we don't care. Nobody cares. Let's make it happen. We need to recover some of these things. These are major, major arteries for a lot of these companies. And people you know what are I've found? That the 
one, you either get hated on, obviously, that somebody's tagging and, and saying that it's something. So it's usually a hater that, mm -hmm. that, uh, most of the time that reports it, or you hashtag or do something that makes the algorithm pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I get it. Like a repost or something, or there's a, like certain, there's certain, certain things that will get you, like, like there's certain retail cues that will definitely get you picked up. So what can people do to avoid that shit? Uh, you got to be clever. How do you, you stay out of the attention. net? You got to you got to pay attention. I mean, story works better than than post, obviously. Yeah. And then you can't really ever allude to any type of business type got stuff. You. It's all got to be very vague and whatever. And got you got to be careful with the hashtags and the back tags because that's really what gets you in trouble. Okay. So you know what I mean, be minimal. Let's I, I be think vague. That I've found that I've been, you know, some would say that. I've been posting shit that most people would get in trouble for posting for a long period of time and not really seen anything. But I've noticed when I do get flagged for something or when something does get pulled back, it's not, I'm not like, oh, somebody flagged my shit. I'm thinking, oh, the algorithm picked up on something now. Yeah. And what it usually is, is like some type of back tag, hashtag type of deal that it's looking for. And that's how they're finding this shit. But you also don't have too many haters. No, you spread the love a little too Nobody much. Nobody has anything bad to say about you, man. I'm, I'm that's why I assumed right away that that's not no. what it was. That's yeah. why I went with the algorithm. I don't know, not one like, person that's ever said anything I mean, bad you know, about you. People, people talk shit sometimes on Instagram. Or, yeah, no, totally. It's, I said, know, man, when I was little, bro, I was like, man, this this dude can't kiss for shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I said, bro. Yeah, I try to be, I try you to be on. like uh, nice to people in general, just because right I feel like that's a. Good way to go about life. Yeah, no, I've always I mean, been a one. I, I mean, a lot of dude. people that work with me and and work for me would tell you that I have my moments and I'm kind of an asshole. But <laughs> everyone, bro, I think anybody that's like a you know uh, a, a, a passionate at what the fuck at what they do at their craft and like they do it for real and they're in the moment, they can get heated. They I have can moments, get extreme. Yeah, yeah. Where I like I freak out, and yeah. it's not that I'm like. Trying to take it out on anybody indirectly, I just I get angry, bro. You just yeah. literally have explode, all that energy you know? building the fuck up about whatever it is, and then it yeah. just explodes. And right? it can happen in a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. man. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a. There's so many moving pieces to what we do, and you know, I'm sitting amongst cultivators that really do it every day on a large scale. So it's cool that we can relate to each other in that thing. Rarely when you when you do podcasts and things and even in the industry if you have like influencers or other people or people that are around the business, but they can't really relate to like commercial cultivation and the problems that arise on a day to day basis. So it's cool to have a conversation and be like, you guys totally know, even more so than I do, what that is like and, you know, scaling things and employees and people that work with you and, and such. It's tough. Man. I always say there's there's no such thing as a master cultivator. You are a master problem solver. It is. Because you're dealing with a bunch of freaking people who most of them have no business being in a fucking grow room. 100%. But you got to fucking train them to do what you need them to do. Exactly. Yeah, and sometimes you can't overtrain them either because they're not going to be capable of making those decisions or those assumptions. Some people yep. pick it up and some people don't. Well, it's not even that. It's like either you're willing to like be to drink the Kool-Aid or you're not. Yeah. You're like either these guys, okay, I like what I see, like I, I, they, they're growing good product, like I'll listen to what they have to say, you know, they can teach me something, or we can all learn together, or hey, this looks good, that's what they want, they asked me to do this, okay, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's all we need in that sense. Yeah. And sometimes you'll get um, certain individuals that are a little bit combative to that, Yeah. and to that you just kind of have to have them exit the situation, because... When you're running a program, you need consistency, right? 100%. If you don't have consistency, you take losses, and when that happens, it's it's not um, it's not it's not doable for a long period of time. You know, it's not sustainable to take losses like that and just take beatings like that. I mean, I think people, you know, oh, you're in the cannabis industry, that's great, or you're a cultivator, that must mm -hmm. be amazing, and you know. But like you said, if you take losses, and that could be by um, you know act of nature or act of God in some sense mm -hmm. by break-ins or burglaries or anything or just, you know, a little bit of fuckery or some equipment failure or even, you know... Equipment failure. Oh, God. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, work-based of somebody doing the wrong thing or messing up a little bit. But like you said, you can't sustain those hits for long in this business model. Absolutely not. And especially in this competitive California market, especially with... Autos now coming down as depths and depths coming down as you know 
there's so many big operations coming online and getting onto the rails as well that they're going to start delivering those 40, 50 square, you know, grams of a foot and year round. Um, especially the ones that are in temperate, moderate areas, and especially the ones that are going to be in Humboldt, like my guys at Bono Ape, at Sean and those guys. Shout out to you guys. Um, you're building in a, you build in a banana belt, you build in, a, in an area that's already known for top quality cannabis, you're doing something right. You build those greenhouses in an area that doesn't fight heat, that doesn't fight anything, now you just gave me a barrier against the elements in case it rains or in case it gets too cold. I just get to warm and chill it how I'd like. I can add CO2 if I want. I can contain my beneficial pests. I can do my IPM treatments with outside influence. Maybe my neighbor's spraying his pistachios or whatever. Now it's not all over my crop. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many advantages to that. Instead of, you know, in the situation some people are in the desert, you know, then yeah, you're fighting a stacked and, deck. Yeah. So in, in that sense, you're fighting like just to get to to to, to starting point zero, you you have ten hurdles to jump. Hundred percent. And you might not even get to starting point zero. You might yeah. have to tie one hand behind your back in that sense. You you uh you have some experience with the desert, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I've been out there. Yeah, that was probably. It seems like a rough place to grow. It's a rough place to grow weed, bro. Yeah. It is. In a indoor, indoor, you know? in, in, in an indoor and greenhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a harsh environment. The it's desert. Hot. It's hot, cold, and it's dry. It's hot. It's cold. Yeah. It's always dry. You can count on that. Yeah. That's you know? not necessarily a good thing, though. No. And you know? it, it's not terrible, but it's not it's great. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, we're not using evaporative cooling. It's not our friend in the sense of indoor, right? Yeah. I don't have any, you know, greenhouse operations going on. He doesn't do greenhouse operations in Southern California that I know of. So I won't even speak about it. I don't think so. So, I mean, it, you know, it's just different. You know, we're indoor. We're still facing, you know, if when you're in the desert, you might misjudge initially on the setup what you need. Yeah. And if that happens, you're just behind the eight ball there. 100%. And it's not, you know, it's not easily fixed. No. And you're talking about, oh, going back to the and- well for... Yeah, six figures uh-huh. for this fix. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know. So once again, we're back on the California dream, I guess, huh? And it's tough, right? And you can talk pretty about, much, yeah. And then if if you just stop and detach yourself from the love that you do have for this place, if you just step back and say, "Look, I've got X amount, and I'm in this current situation. He's currently he bought a nice like house, big property. I'm not even going to say where." You know, within like 30 or 45 minutes, beautiful acreage, the whole deal. He got in in time. He had his financial situation in order. He got a beautiful spot. I'm currently looking, right? And it's a whole different situation because anything's a million plus now in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Anything. Pretty and much anything. anything. Yeah. So even if you're a seven-figure person, which is what, 1% in the world? Mm-hmm. Top point seven, not even, yeah. Top point five in the world or yep. something that have a million in assets like liquid to be able to purchase a a residence. You know, it's like, at what point do you just set that sh- everything down to say, you know what, I've got to make this last, or I've got this to do that. I can go to Maine or I can go to Florida and do a tiny operation and build it from the ground up. Because why? Because I did it here in California through the teens and through the 16s and 17s when everything hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and everybody here was there that was rough it was very rough and we're seeing it again yeah you think i already you feel think it we're again. gonna hit that i already feel it again um i don't think it'll be like in the next couple of years but i feel like um i mean we'll see you know it depends I, on i it really depends think... on the the it depends on how fast everything else comes online and how so how perceptive depths to go the, up to the, quick, bro. Yeah, depths go up fucking quick. I mean, there's yeah, mad do. indoor turning on at all times too. That you know? too, yeah. I mean, what Kings Garden just put up twenty thousand lights. I mean, look, let's let's say this that that high quality indoor will always have a place it's in true. California, no matter what. But craft the price cannabis is take will a always hammering. have a place. Yeah, craft cannabis. No, craft will cannabis have will have a place, Regardless. just like craft beer always has a fucking place. Yeah, agreed. If but you get into I, a war of scale. You can but if you're behind up. the 
you know, if you don't have a boutique brand and nothing to stand behind and you get behind the, the race of what's next and you pick wrong and you go in another direction, then, yeah, you could be in trouble and see some getting back down below the two mark where it makes things scary tough to cultivate. Um, That's just the tough part indoor. is, you know, dude, rooms take fucking like two and a half, three months, bro. Yeah. You know, sometimes you if you got a slow vegger, you're at three and a half, four months. Yeah. So how are you gonna fucking judge three and a half, four months? It's a trip when it just yeah you gotta make this shit up as you go pretty much yeah and you gotta pick right like I said you could be on the wrong waves you know you gotta be that uh you gotta you gotta have that instinct yeah where you're always right and I mean I I think the the leaders in the industry brand wise have just been I think they've just kind of led in the direction that they wanted it to go and everybody kind of followed you know also. Yep. Yeah, you gotta believe definitely. It. It's all hype. Yeah, all yeah. hype. It, and it's people. It's emulating. The, it's this the, and that. And it's and it's, if you're chasing the hype, you're lost because yeah. by the time you're on the train or something's released to you, you have a seed pack of it. They're already on another wave. You know. Yeah. Yep. When it goes away from the, you kind of gotta find something that you're passionate about and put it out there and you think gotta that lead other people it a little like bit. It. You got yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm with yeah. that. I mean, you don't have a choice, you know? I'm I mean, obviously, Wendy, there's, there's, people, there's people that are putting out good genetics now. Um, I mean, you got you got a Seed Junkie shirt on right now. So, you know, there's like, there's crews Shout of people that, that, got a, that got really good stables and are putting out quality fire genetics into the marketplace. So people have access to them, smaller farms and whatnot to, mm-hmm. to uh, grow some of the hype and some of the, the you know, the tastemaker type stuff as well, which is cool. Because, you know, we come from a time where that shit was so guarded that, like, you weren't giving nobody a cut of some fire if you had it. Definitely not. Ever. Let alone making your whole business model about giving away keepers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but you also got to remember, though, so when they release that stuff, it's, you know, they're already on to the next. So they're already ahead of the wave. Yeah, or something that they left behind to begin with. Yeah. And he's a breeder, so he's understanding exactly where they're coming from in that sense. Is that like, yeah, they've got their keepers. They've already ran through and they've got boutique names that yeah. I'm sure everybody's heard of. And like I said, I'm not slinging any mud ever on this thing. So I'm not even going to say some of these names. Nice big company. Some of those big brand names that are boutique. The weed that's 75, 80 bucks a gram for or for an eighth at the stores that they have that are their own stores. Those guys, you know, they're taking their strains. They're breeding them. They're finding them. They find their keepers. And what they'll do now is they'll let their wave roll through and then they'll release the crumbs that they're willing to release. And I love BZ, but he's not going to release his like, his, I don't, I feel like he's not going to release his like. He's not going to release jealousy. He's not going to release. Well, he did, but it's. No, he didn't. Well. Everything's jealousy cross. No, I saw a BX3 and I saw a jealousy original, I think. There's no jealousy original. I'll check the menu. I'll check the menu. I'll have to check my phone, but I believe there was, so I'm not going to say there wasn't. But I'm saying I'm sure he's on a wave like totally different by now. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, he's creating his own space. He, he dude even, is a dude is very intelligent. Bro. Have you gone to his yeah. spot? Have Never you gone met to, him. Never met him. Dude, you. But I ran a lot of his genetics, and I'm sure it's fucking badass. No, but I'm yeah, saying I'm totally into he's it. a connoisseur of yeah, like totally. all he's things too genetics. Smart, bro. He's a seriously intelligent. This guy. Yeah. Shows up. You could tell he could have a hundred crosses on the table. None of them be labeled to have a number label. He'll know every single yeah. cross, frontward and back. That's dope. He'll have Where all the, the genetic yeah, came from, everything. who he got it from. I love it. I love it. It's amazing, yeah. dude. I like love that breeders talk real. about it in their, you know, just in concept and in, in practicality. It's oh. really dope. But it's the one area that I don't have much experience with, obviously. Like seed popping and hunting stuff, I'm really good at. But like uh, um, actual, you know, taking things and breeding new cultivars, like I understand it. I could do it, but I don't do it. So I feel you know. That. I mean, it's, it's, it's a rough hard. life, bro. Yeah, and it's hard to have to dedicate that space. You know what I mean? Yep. When you could dedicate it to something else, you know? It's not our lane, but I, I appreciate the fuck out of it. Obviously, I love all these new things. It's so cool what's been, how the cultivar has been opened up and just kind of, uh, you know. Pretty soon we're going to be able to make our own flavors with, oh, you want you want to taste another butter, bro? Here you go. Yeah, yeah, right. Like once basically, we understand her profiles a little you know bit better. Dial up to order, essentially. Yeah. Well, like, once well, I hit these two together. Well, once yeah. our catalog fucking, is deep enough, yeah. and we've done, we've had enough experience. We know what comes from what. Exactly. You know what I'm I, saying? I think we're finding that out now, mostly Absolutely. with the testing and the terp profiles and the mm-hmm. things, and focusing more on terpene than 
than THC and and cannabinoid uh, profiles and stuff. So I think that's dope, man. We're in we're in like uncharted waters in the business as a whole. So we brought this up last time, but there's like this crazy ass 3D terp profile thing going on now, where it's not just 2D. So you see like abstracts. Uh, yeah, you see like peaks abstracts. and mountains and valleys, but over. Like it's not two D, you know. So this it's 3D. is the graph of them looking. Yeah, at the, but it's the, not a true graph because it's like yeah, mountains no, and valleys and like they'll give yeah. you a number of compounds found, mm. not just uh, individual cannabinoids. They'll say we found two hundred and twenty-five interactive compounds. So interesting. I, the thing I love most about cannabis because it's so unique and there's nothing else out there like that. And I feel like now that we're on this subject, that I feel like we're gonna learn so much about just anything that has a scent or a flavor from cannabis itself, exactly. from studying the terpene yes. of it, because it is so rare and so unique and has so many different, I mean, what better of a, of a type of species of plant than this that has so many different varieties? It's amazing. It has unlimited potential as far as taste, yeah. flavor, uh, uh, high um, I don't stone. think another plant is grown around the world. That's what I'm thinking. No. Right? Not that I know off, off like, the top of my head. I, but, no. but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no plant that can survive in Alaska that can survive in fucking Death Valley. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Obviously, it does better in different climates, but yeah. But it'll it'll live. Yeah. It's seen worse. ACs go out. Oh, Motherfuckers God. stand straight up. They love it. Oh, we just, we they do stop. reach it. Yeah. They love that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I think VPD Beep. VPD came from an AC outage. Yes, that's where shit sir. Came from. Wait, like, wait a sec. Hold up. It almost looks like they like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're praying now. Do they want more food? No, they just turn, like it. Turn okay. off the exhaust fan. Yeah. Turn off. Turn up the CO two. <laughs> turn it up. That was an accident. <laughs> Revolutionize oh, the God. industry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I've been running my room really hot and really humid. It's like it's almost like I just don't use the AC anymore. Oh, man. Pretty much everything is an accident, though. It is always all the you know? grain stuff. Air, man. Yeah, Sci that's the real scientific. I mean, dude, that duct tape about, probably know? an accident, bro. Probably duct tape had to be an accident. And that's like the most useful shit on earth, right? They duct taped that guy to his plane seat the other day on that plane when he had a little. Okay. When he had a little, did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, uh, the guy went off and like tried to. I guess he accosted a, a stewardess. And then he like tried to punch her after they like got on him about it. And passengers literally duct taped this dude to his seat, like with his hands down. What I want to know is who the fuck screaming. carries duct tape onto a goddamn plane, bro? Like I said, the most useful shit on earth. Yeah. Hey, they check you for sharp objects. They should be checking you for fucking for duct, duct tape. tape yeah. dude. Fuck some yep. shit up with some Straight duct tape. Straight up, yep. dude. You seen what MacGyver used to do with duct tape? That motherfucker is a dangerous and a man. Paper with clip, some bro. Duct tape Don't let me get you with my duct tape. <laughs> fuck, bro. Yeah, I wonder who. Did have duct tape. Maybe the stewardess had duct tape. Maybe they give them like a a, a cautionary roll of duct tape in case they got a you know. And that's wrap their a SOP, bro. Up, bro. That's uh, their SOP. Yeah. Just fucking tape I mean, a motherfucker down. Is that duct bad? Tape duct tape and zip ties. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it. End of, end of, <laughs> end of story, <laughs> bro. End of that story. All right. What can we give them to make them be able to do this? Duct tape and duct zip ties. Tape, zip ties and yeah, dude. You know, a little bit and of help straw, for the passengers, dude. right? And a straw. Yeah, that's it. Just in case you got to give him a trach afterwards. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> Fuck, I hate this whole situation yep. right now. Shout out 818 Brands. I haven't talked about them yet. Hey, by the way, I wear my 818 brand shirts that you guys gave me so much, bro. I love that t-shirt. I love it's that t-shirt too. I'll is tell it you. not? It's a great t-shirt. And it's got a great like logo it's got layout. A great it's a it. great Yeah, I love I it too. I'm not, I'm, I'm not big on red. Like I don't wear a lot of oh, red. Oh, we got that gift for you too, dude. Oh, it's in yeah. the other room, I think. All right, I'm going to grab it real quick. It? Okay, go ahead. We'll see. Yeah. No, I didn't bring it in with me. I think it's sitting by the chair over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love those t-shirts. Yeah, man, thank you because and I've, I've washed the shit up. I'm like, I swear, I wear them like once a week at least. I have two of them in my size, and I wear them like once a week at least. So I've washed the shit out of them. Hell yeah, you know and they're I, holding up. I have two of them also, and then I have like the old school design where it's more centered. Yeah, I really love the one on the left. Right I don't there. have the left one. I have the like the centered big logo with the red logo. I'll give you the one the on the left. Yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it. some next. I can't believe I didn't bring you one. I figured you already had it. We'll there it around. is, the big, the big red bag. Yes, yeah, we got our Twitch the guys gelato, up here. The gelato, uh, hey, the eight one eight brands. That's just the, that's just the bag. I was like, you know what? Give me a nice little bag to yeah, throw it in. Yeah, That's what they bring them in or whatever. The fritter and the garlic cane. Yeah, those are dropping in 
couple These weeks. These are new. Yeah, yeah they're awesome. both new. You know, that's the lumpy's cut. The 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 fritter. You know, that's our thirty seven percent total cannabinoids on the garlic cane, guys. That's yeah. like out of here. Oh, I love how you guys did this. Uh, the turp profiles too. That's fucking cool. Oh, thanks. I is like the artwork of the fritter on, that that this Encore Labs uh, does. Uh huh. Oh, it is something they do. That's well, badass. Yeah, you know, it's an extra, it's an add-on feature, but we wanted to have that there. No, that's that's so fresh. I've took, never seen that actually. That's we, really cool. So yeah, for the listeners that can't see on the back of the package, under the cabinoids and the the metric ID and harvest date, it also has a, a QR code that links to the to the test results probably, but as terp profiles, and they're not represented as like limonene and, and like actual terp yeah, profiles. Yeah, straight terps. It shows you like wood and has a picture of wood and then hops and then orange, cinnamon, lavender and kind of gives you what this terp profile represents. We wanted to do that um, so, our, so our, our, our dedicated, you know, people can just see exactly what they can expect, you know, as far as that flavor profile. Because, you know, you can't fucking open a jar and smell it anymore. What's the lineage on the on the garlic cane? So it's GMO crossed with something? Slurricane. Slurricane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. 37%. That's pretty fucking... Yeah, that's always like, been a big hitter. She's pretty. Yeah. It's going to be like a bit of a sativa dom experience. But, uh, she's a smoker, though, bro. Oh, she yeah. fucks. Yes. She fucks, bro. <laughs> she fucks. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Texas style, too. The packaging looks great. I like the way the brand's developing. And the original 4-gram 8, too, so... Everybody out there knows you're getting at least a 4-0 out of these guys. Yeah, yep. thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. that. Super proud of it. We up? I guess Uh-oh. so. That goes fast, doesn't it? Man, but what a what a great way to end it with the with the product shot at the end. We just yeah. planned that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. funny how that works out, doesn't it? Yeah, all good things come to an end. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, happy oh, to thanks be for here coming, bro. Always shoot man. the shit about the you know technical side of cannabis. It's always nice to have those conversations with like-minded. Oh, we feel the same way, and thanks for coming on and shit. Maybe down the road, yeah. come on again. Who I will. Knows? Yeah, I'm definitely appreciate down. you, bro. And All I want right. to, I want to, I want to try uh, the new, the new new line, and then maybe we can come back and do a exotic R and D and R and D on that or something. That'd be cool. Let's get it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, let's do that as soon as possible. You know, it'll take us about six months probably, but we can get it, yeah. get no, it back I don't and going. Less, bro. And this is Doctor Dank. No, I know, but we gotta get, we gotta get something in there and R and D it and make sure you know before yeah. we get product back. You know how this shit is. Absolutely. We, we we start planning and thinking, and then we're like nine months from now, we're gonna see like this into fruition. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Thor Genetics, and he squints, and uh, this is the real ish podcast. We out. Listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.